Well, I was thinking Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh, listen, uh... Turtles, uh, the Ultrams, they, uh... Wow! <laughs> you're talking... <laughs> What's that? Marlin, you're talking to my turtles all wrong here. And welcome to another episode of Turtle Tales Radio. I am your host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, my uh, Owen Hart to my Bret Hart, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kirkland. How are you, buddy? Ah, he's a shimashi rusa raba. Watashi wa ginke desu. Another wa watashi no aniki sugoshi desu yo raba rafsta. You even got the laugh at the end. <laughs> I have no idea what you said this time. I, I have no clue. Uh, uh, wo Peggy Hill. Uh, Peggy Hill? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm Peggy Hill. And up, I'm the Peggy Hill of Japanese. Of Nihongo. <laughs> wow, what an intro. That was great. So that's a uh, uh, greeting, uh, Luther Rob, even though it sounds like Rooster Rob. Uh, I'm doing fine. Or I'm fine. Uh, uh, you are my amazing big brother, Rob Lobster. Oh wow, that was that was beautiful. And then I had the ho ho. (laughs) That's just a Japanese laugh. (laughs) I guess that's so bad. I love it. I love it. Well, well, buddy, Kirk and I we haven't gotten to talk in a little while, so we were catching up before the show. It's so good to have you back, my friend. And uh, uh, gosh, last time we talked was the Savanti Romero episode. So how have you been doing? Been doing great. Um, Just happy to be back. Mm-hmm. Happy to be back, man. It's been too long. This is like too I said, this is already. the best part of my week, man. So <laughs> same here, but I ever look forward <laughs> to this. Yeah, it's been a beautiful day. We we walked around the neighborhood, um, my wife and I and the babies. It was it was so nice to just kind of get out of the house because we've had some sickness this week, and it was just nice to get out. But uh, of course, it's really nice to talk turtles here on a Friday night, and I get to sleep yeah. in. If my daughter will let me, I'll get to sleep into like five or six tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is nice out too. Yeah, it's the grass was just cut outside yesterday, and that you know that smell in the air and everything—it's it's energizing. Oh, amen, amen. Yeah, I, I cut the grass today. Listen to some Ninja Turtle podcasts. So, big shout out to Turtle Recall. Uh, I was just listening to them a minute ago. They did an excellent job, and I'm sure we'll get into it here in a little bit. But they did an excellent job on their most recent episode. So, I'll I'll be talking about that soon. But first. We are going to be talking about What a Croc, which is the 2003 episode dedicated to Leatherhead. Now, we kind of went a little bit out of order here. Uh, We finished the return of Savanti Romero on the last episode. I think it would be in our lineup, like episode 19, I think. No, I'm sorry, episode 20. And yet we're going to go back and we're going to watch a couple of the episodes of the 2003 cartoon based on Leatherhead. I think there's even one based on... Marlin, and I know there's a two-part episode based on the return of Savante Romero. So we're going to re- come back to those and, and talk about those a little bit in the next few weeks. And then after that, we got some cool surprises that were kind of in the idea phase of for the show. Kind of 
branching out of just the the one box of the Tales of TMNT and start checking out other iterations, other eras of the Turtles. Definitely want to bring toy reviews back. I, I've got so many great toys, and I just kind of miss talking about them on the show, so I think we're going to bring those back, those April antiquity segments that we used to have in the Turtle Flakes days. But yeah, before we get into the uh, cartoon episode, what have you been up to Ninja Turtles related, my friend? Well, I have listened to a few podcasts. Um, I've actually, about half of them, I've watched some videos, listened to some podcasts, about half of them, three-fourths of them, something like that, were Turtles related, or and one of them's not necessarily Turtles related, but it had a lot of Turtle content in it. Ooh. So the first thing that I want, I mean, and this is just the order that I listened to them in. So I listened to this show called The Booyaka Show, and they had this guy named Rob Luther on there. Oh, and man. they were talking about Teenage Mutant. What a dork. Mutant, which, yeah, <laughs> that dude will let anybody in there, right? Yeah, uh, amen. He's <laughs> uh, talking about TMNT 115, Bebop and Rocksteady versus Toka and Rezar. And I was like, man, has that ever been done before? And I guess not, because, you know, y'all <laughs> talked about it. And uh, that's the first thing that came. I was like, i got to listen. I don't even know. You know, I listened to the last episode you did with, I guess it's Mutant Town. And where Bebop and Rocksteady go in and they like crash the party. And, but then I listened to this one and I, I mean, I like, like story wise, I don't know what's going on, but I'm thinking, who cares? You know, it's like, this is like a, a an old feud, you know, um, because <laughs> you know, back when, you know, the, the movies came out, it was Toka and Razar and then Bebop and Rocksteady were created for the cartoons. And it's, it's always kind of one of them things. You know, like when you're a little kid, like somebody will say, "Oh, look, I love Bebop and Rocksteady in the uh, in the movie or whatever on Secret of the Ooze," and and people will be like, "No, you idiot, that's not Bebop and Rocksteady." That's so funny you bring that up. Like, I think we've all known at least one of our friends growing up. Like, oh man, Bebop and Rocksteady are in that, you know? I, I was that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just didn't know you then. Not was am. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. So apparently, Bebop and Rocksteady were total heels. In this, and I did appreciate the language y'all used. Um, it sounds like Toka and Razar really got over, <laughs> but they did have to do the job in the end. So, yeah, but you they... were talking about how Bebop talks in like Barrett language, like from Final Fantasy. Like uh, apparently there was some explicits dropped there, but did it like actually oh, yeah. write it out, or was it like in percent at slash signs? <laughs> no, no, they wrote it out. Yeah, oh, which I was okay. Shocked at with IDW, but so it uh, wasn't Barrett language. It was just no. It was uh, yeah. It, it was Barrett language in my head. <laughs> Im- image comics language. Yeah, uh, right. So uh, see, the next thing I listened to was the TMNT nerds. I've actually listened to another episode since this uh, where they talked about like the ring, the, something about the Twilight Ring. It was issue thirty-seven. Apparently, it was a pretty good issue, a very lengthy issue. But I just. I, the mindset I was in, I was so worn out after work that day, I just did not write it down. But the one I do remember is the end of the trilogy, uh, the Souls trilogy, uh, number 36, Souls End. Yeah, with John Bernardo. Yeah, he was in that episode. It, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. August of 91 it came out, so uh, Rockadoodle premiered in theaters. <laughs> Sean hates Rockadoodle. I love Rockadoodle. <laughs> I, rem- I remember it, but I see, I have negative feelings about that movie just because of what was going on at that time in like with the family and stuff so i there's oh. two movies that we watched at that time that i refused to ever watch again because that's right around the time my folks had gotten a divorce and that was 
Fern Gully and Rockadoodle. So see, I don't like Fern Gully. Somebody tried to introduce that to me, and I was like, "No, don't you ruin Tim Curry for me." <laughs> um, I do love Rockadoodle, though. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. They also mentioned, I think, they mentioned a movie like a showdown in China or something, and I think the uh, John misheard and thought that they said Big Trouble Little China and I could have just misheard it but they mentioned that and that, that really perked my ears up I was like alright yeah one of my top five uh, Nicktoons were inter- introduced uh, Doug Rugrats Ren and Stimpy Kevin's first comic he said was Ren and Stimpy comic and ironically that was also my first comic oh wow that's I have no cool idea that. where it's at but uh, that was the first comic and the, the last one that I got for a good while Wow. Um, yeah, so they talk about the issue. They, the, one of the jokes they made was, there is no building in the Mirage universe without broken windows. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, this this issue received unanimously low scores from both hosts and their guest, John. The Toka figure was featured. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I like that they do their toy reviews at the end, too. I like that. It's something kind of look forward to after the Yeah, the, the I, I, always, yep, I always stick around for those. Uh I really like that. So I watched a YouTube video, and it's not necessarily turtle-related, but it's it's something I want to recommend to people I think they'll enjoy if they grew up in the 90s. It's a very short, it's like a five-minute video. It's called. It's from a channel called The Vintage Tribute, and the title is The 90s, Tonight, Tonight, a pop culture tribute. And it's what it is is it's countless 90s pop culture video clips edited really well, like almost flawlessly, to the Smashing Pumpkins song Tonight, Tonight. Yeah, and, like, there were so many hit-me-in-the-avocado moments in that. I mean, it was just, like, <laughs> I, it made me realize, like, I've been listening to Smashing Pumpkins, like, for the past two weeks now, because I was, like, I'd forgotten how, just how big of an impact they made in the 90s, you know, like, post-grunge, yeah, like, underground mm-hmm. rock type movement, and I thought, man, that, it's just, Billy Corgan can really write a song. I mean, he may not be best, blessed with the most, the best voice, but it's, like, mm-hmm. he really knows how to use it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, there was a few TMNT clips in this video. So like the, where the turtles were dancing and doing the peace signs around their <laughs> eyes, you know. Uh, there were some wrestling <laughs> clips. There were some rush hour clips, music videos, movies. And uh, honestly, dude, it, I don't know if it was the music or just the way it was like there was so much nostalgia in that. Like I literally was almost in tears by the end of it. I just thought, isn't that my something? Goodness, I, I, yeah, dude. It was, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I was sitting there. It was. It was on uh, one of my days off, and uh, I was just, it was on spring break, so yeah. And I was just like, my gosh, I'm, this thing's about to make me cry. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely four or five minutes well spent, in my opinion. And you said it's to Tonight Tonight? I love that song. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. I think that the only song I like better from them, I think, maybe is Disarm. Oh, um, yeah. Is that the one? There's a killer in me. There's a killer yeah. in you. Oh, that's yeah, a great one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so going with that, I saw a meme that really made me feel old the other day. It was the people that talk about the 90s today are equivalent to the people that were talking about the 60s back in the 90s. Yeah, that Doesn't that sense. make you feel old? Yeah. Well, I mean, that <laughs> mathematically, I guess. That's true. You know, I, I mean, guess that like, is true. It doesn't feel that long ago, but it was. So, yep. there you go. Uh, one more video that I watched that, um, our old pal, uh, James Rolfe, AVGM, Angry Video Game Nerd, he reviewed Darkman, um, and you know, some of his videos now, it's kind of like, they're not necessarily as good as the golden era. Uh, this one was pretty good, it had its moments, 
Um, it's not as good as he he did one a couple episodes ago. I can't even remember the game he reviewed, and it was really good. Uh, this one was you know it was it was good. It was especially for like the. I'm not saying his stuff's bad. It's just it's one of the better ones he's done recently. Um, there was like a there's this scene where like there's like a cop figure, like a, a RoboCop type figure. They bring it like and they call him the Angry Video Game Cop, and he comes in and he's like. <laughs> This is a bad cop video game. I'm the angry video game cop. And, and he's like, he's like, what is this crap? No, this is just a normal review. We're not doing any skits or we're not doing any ex- explicit skits. <laughs> now get the out, you know? <laughs> and for some reason, I was just like, that's kind of brilliant because, you know, he, he calls out his own like motifs, you know? Exactly. Like a, exactly. Yeah. He's like going postmodern on his own material. So I, I was like, that's, that's great. Uh, well, that, that reminds me of like um, when when we used to do the Retro Junkies show. Well, I mean, it's, we still do it. My buddy Landon and I. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing skits, like writing them up. And even in the Turtle Flakes days, we would do skits periodically. As a matter of fact, that one of our most recent ones was based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three game, and we did a crossover with the two dudes. Mm-hmm. But anyways, especially with the Retro Junkies. I got so into doing them, and it's so time-consuming to edit in all the effects and everything else mm-hmm. that I would try to like put so much pressure on myself in every follow-up episode to do better than the one before, and then I got burnt out, and then I ended up quitting the show over. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, I can kind of relate to that with the other podcast job that I have. Oh, yeah, um, sure. sure. It's, it's such a blessing to be on board that team, but at the same time, it's like, Sometimes it really, really gets overwhelming, especially when you pile that on top of the two jobs at work. And you oh know. yeah, but it's it, you know, it's like I'm still holding the fort down, still able to maintain it. So I really, you know, it's it's a blessing. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. So the next turtle podcast I listened to was the Shellheads. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Ooh, I've heard of them, but I don't think I've ever given them a listen. They did a pretty cool format. They covered the various iterations of Bebop and Rocksteady. So I thought, what a coincidence. I just listened to Bebop and Rocksteady versus Toka and Razor, and now they're covering all the uh, iterations of Bebop and Rocksteady. And I didn't have any trivia prepared, but according to them, just guess which one of the creators didn't care much for Bebop and Rocksteady. I would say Peter Laird. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Just had a feeling. Yeah, he, apparently he didn't care much for the characters. And I mean, it's pretty cool because they were talking about how, like, normally when people are writing the comics, it's it's Bebop and Rocksteady kind of serve as, or whenever they're making anything Turtles related, it's like Bebop and Rocksteady can serve as those two characters that you can almost do anything with. You know, you'd think that normally, like, a creator would, would want to take advantage of that, but... Uh, even people that aren't really into Ninja Turtles, the ones that just maybe just watch the cartoon, most people know who Bebop and Rocksteady are. They may they may oh, be confused yeah. as to who's who, you know. They they may not know that Rocksteady's <laughs> the the Rhino and you know all that, but they they know, you know, because they've seen him in the video games or whatever. They're I don't want to say the cream rises to the top, you know, but it's like <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady are, t- are some of the more recognized. It's like they're almost as recognizable as like Shredder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But anyway, well, awesome, uh, I think that's all I got. Hey, well, thank you so much for doing that. Awesome. It sounds like you've been busy, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can give you episodes of the other show, but, but I don't think many people are interested in health and black seed oil and all that junk. So. <laughs> oh, 
We'll just keep it strictly to the entertainment here. Oh, cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was saying uh, a little earlier in the show, I did get to listen to Turtle Recall podcast and really, really enjoying that show, by the way. I cannot recommend it enough. But they just did their coverage on Turtles Forever, which was, you know, one of my favorites. And they, they brought up a, a lot of uh, things about the movie that I just flat out missed. And they also, my favorite scene is the very last scene where Kevin Eastman and Pierre Laird, they're drawing the sketch of the Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtles sketch. They're saying to each other, you think this idea will ever catch on? Ah, eh, probably not, probably not. And then that's how the movie ends. It's such a great ending to Turtles Forever. But when Nickelodeon had bought over the rights to, you know, the property, they cut that scene out, which I thought was so f- interesting, you know, when they aired it on TV. So I, I just never knew that, and I learned that from their show. So big slice of pizza goes out to my good buddies uh, over there at Turtle Recall. And, of course, Booyaka Show, cannot recommend that enough. Zach is a dear friend of mine, and he just does a wonderful job. And he did something very, very nice for me not too long ago, and I just – he knows what it is. He asked me not to talk about it yet, but I can't wait till we can talk about it. It's something really exciting. I just want to thank him, you know, publicly. He's he's just a stand-up, wonderful guy. And he's got a great show, Booyaka Show. Go check it out, guys. He covers the 2012 cartoon, and he covers a little bit of everything um, in between. So some really great stuff. You just put out a crossover show with him, didn't you? On a director's cut? Yeah, we just did our director's cut uh, episode. I actually did ago. listen to that one. I'd forgotten about that. You guys did a great job. Um, oh, thanks, buddy. It's all him. <laughs> I didn't know they made director's cuts. I mean, you know, I didn't know that that was like a big thing. But uh, that sounds like right up my alley because that's the stuff I'm into. Oh, buddy. Well, yeah, yeah. The uh, last Ronin one was fantastic. Well worth the money. And, of course, the actual issue's in there, too. So that's, that's mm-hmm. bonus. <laughs> but all the bonus content's worth it. Let's see, what else have I been up to Ninja Turtles lately? Oh, oh, okay, so I have a couple big slices of pizza to go out to some friends on Instagram. I did get my Donatello wallet that I ordered from the Turtle Tracks on Etsy, and he's also on Instagram. Love that wallet. Can't thank you uh, enough, Rob and Mabel. They have high-quality products dedicated to the Turtles, and, um, man, I'm loving it. My my wife even loves it. She's like, that is really nice. And It's uh, very sharp, the pictures you sent me there. Yeah, looks great. Pretty sweet. <laughs> so thanks, guys. And also, I wanted to give a big slice of pizza out to another Turtles fan that I met on Instagram. Her name is Tara. Oh, I'll just say Tara because I don't know if she wants me to use her last name or not. But she is a writer that has a really good Ninja Turtles blog. And she actually tagged us in a post not long ago and was saying, you know, how much she, she really enjoys the show, which is quite an honor for us thank you so much for that and i i've started reading her um blog and really fascinating stuff she wrote about the the i monster recording that we had done and she also wrote about oh oh the relationship that some was it donatello had with april in the 2012 cartoon Mm -hmm. and possibly in the fourth volume you know with with, uh, some of the romances that were hinted around at by peter laird back then Mm -hmm. her uh blog is called yippee kaye cowabungus (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I didn't notice she she did mention she's like you know how you edit you know the the bad words with Calabunga she's like I, I that was a little nod to you guys so I was like nice oh, that was really thanks. that was really sweet so uh, but anyways I wanted to real quickly promote she's working on okay okay here it is so the blog is uh yeah yippiekayekalabungas.blogspot.com you can just Google search that or if you can spell yippiekayekalabungas God bless you it's right there. 
And yeah, she had a great article about it. The the most recent ones, the case for Donnie and April. And you know, she brought she brought up something. I'd actually like to hear your your take on it, Kirkland. Wow. The 2012 cartoon hinted around, well, not even hinted. I mean, it was pretty obvious that Donatello had a big thing for April. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Donatello is a turtle. April was a girl. But you could even make the argument, and she does an amazing job here of kind of making the argument in her blog post that. Maybe April even had a thing for Donatello, especially toward the end, or maybe they had some kind of mutual admiration and they were closer. Um, she was closer to Donatello than she was with any other turtle in the series. Mm-hmm. Does that creep you out in any way, or you just – how does that make you feel? I'll be honest with you. Um, I've, I've actually been watching the 2012 series, and I've gotten up to that ep- that episode, The Gauntlet, the episode 9, I believe it is. Um, but I've seen kind of the stuff that happens later on in the series. I mean, I know what ends up happening to April. Uh, I'm not going to give away the spoilers or whatever. And I kind of know how the character of Casey Jones goes along. And in that, like, at, when I first saw it, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do this before. Even though it is, even though Donatello is a turtle, I'm kinda, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I think the idea is like a, a good, um, like just a good general idea, but I, I don't know if they executed it the way they should have. Cause there's like this weird triangle going on and it's like, it seems like April's kind of, she's kind of wishy-washy with it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you, you kind of, th- from the way, I mean, I haven't seen all any of the episodes. I've just seen some, some like clips and some, um, I've actually seen videos talking about this. Uh, so, and one of the things that was pointed out was like, April seems like she tries to turn Donatello down, but then she'll do something like kiss him on the cheek or something. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. to get his hopes back <laughs> up. And it's like I can't stand that. <laughs> but uh, honestly, Donatello is my favorite. Him and uh, or he and Splinter are probably my two favorite characters so far. Oh, that. that's so funny. Yeah, they're my two favorite characters in every iteration. Uh, yeah, except except for I love Michelangelo in the IDW series, and of course I love Donatello too. But uh, but yeah, I'm with you there. Splinter, I love Splinter, especially in the 2012 series. So I'm so glad you brought him up. And I think a lot of that honestly has to do with their voice actors. I think that those two do the best job at the voice acting on that on that series. Um, I'm not sure who they oh, yeah. are. Mm-hmm. I know who voices Leo. Uh, all three of the guys that voice Leo, but and I think Raphael, if I'm not mistaken. Is he not the same voice actor from uh, one of the other series? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raphael from the original cartoon is played by Rob Paulson, who also does Donatello in oh, the okay. 2012. Isn't that cool? Nice. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That that was great stuff. So that article was awesome. So go check out her blog there. And also wanted to promote her comic that she's working on right now. It's called um, – the, the article I'm looking at right now says, Wannabe Press announces – Cthulhu is hard to spell, Battle Royale, and she wrote a story that's going to be published in that. That's going to be on Kickstarter pretty soon, and I will leave a link in the show notes um, about it. It looks really, really cool, really, really professional. So. Nice. I'm going to have to check out the previous issues on that. Yeah, Big Slice goes out to Tara. Thank you for listening to us hacks and uh, Calabunga. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? The only other thing I was going to talk about real quick uh, before we get started is, it finally came in, Kirkland, the Rad Plastic Book. Oh, yeah. Yes, I thought you already had that. 
Yeah, well, I, I, it came in about a week ago, but I finally get to talk about it. So, oh. uh, this is by Chris Fawcett. And I don't know, hopefully there's a couple left as we're recording this and as you're hearing this. So you can go to his website, radplastic.com and pick one of these up. There, I think it's about 50 bucks. It took about a week or so for me to get it. And boy, it's a gorgeous book. And it goes year by year through the toy line, talks about the molds, talks about the articulation, a lot of history about these figures, some toy ads, you know, little notes on the designs. It is such a gorgeous book. Yeah, man, I just cannot recommend this book enough. I'm trying to find a good summary of it. But yeah, they even talk about the origin of the comic. There's a great picture of the whole Mirage crew. It's really cool. Yeah, it's okay. I'm looking at a picture right now. It's from 1990 of the Mirage crew. So the core group was still there at that time. So yeah, but really, really great stuff. So I'll be reading out of this soon. And uh, again, can't recommend it enough. It goes all the way from, of course, the, the initial launch from 1988 all the way up to the late 90s and some of the unreleased figures from that era. So all the variants, all the vehicles, all the play sets, it's all in here. So great stuff. All right, man. Well, I guess we can jump right into the cartoon. So let's do this. Hey, man, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, dudes, you do that. Well, for the green screen today, we are kind of going back a little bit. We're going back to the Leatherhead stuff because there are two episodes based on the Tales of the TMNT book about Leatherhead. I think was issue six from the first volume. So the first one we're going to watch is called What a Crock. And this came out in the 2003 cartoon. It was season two, episode 12, which was the 38th episode of the series. And the original air date was way back in February 28th of 2004. I was a senior that year, and just a few more months, I'd be graduating. It's crazy. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, I was thinking, when we pull this video up, though, it's kind of disappointing that there's not, like, little silhouettes sitting in front of it, like Mystery Science Theater. Oh, uh, I know, I know. I, know. I wish we could do that. I know. What a crock, right? <laughs> Yeah, what a crock. Jeez, can you believe that? Walk along. <laughs> yeah, uh, so 2004, yep, I was, um, my wife and I were dating then. Yep, we, she was my, uh, I think we got together back in 2003, and I remember sitting with all the folks at, during lunch talking about the 2003 episodes, and there was me and a couple other of my buddies, and I, you know, like I, I've always said, we always had this debate of which was the better movie the original 1990 movie or the Secret of the Used movie. And I was in the vast majority, or a vast minority, I should say, uh, in that I liked the original and everyone else liked Secret of the Used. But again, I was sitting with people that were a little bit younger than I was, and probably Secret of the Used was their first Turtles movie. So anyways, I specifically remember the, those lunches. We would talk about the Turtles 2003 cartoon and, and uh, the early days, so... But enough about me. This is about what a crock. So this was written by Ben Townsend. The supervising producer was Lloyd Goldfein, and producers were Gary Richardson, uh, Frederick First, Al Kahn, Norman Grossfield or Grossfeld, and Thomas Kennedy. And um, the episode before this was Modern Love: The Return of Nano, which I love Nano. I really do. I wish there would be a new Nano figure. 
And then the next episode of the season is going to be Return to the Underground. So um, I have never seen this particular episode. Didn't even watch it before we reviewed this, or before we do this commentary. So everything that you're hearing from me is probably... <laughs> I might just be watching the episodes. It probably doesn't make for very good radio. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. <laughs> okay, good, good. But we have read the comic and we can compare the uh, comic book origins of Leatherhead and the plot to this particular cartoon. So, so yeah, if you want to follow along with us, this is on YouTube. You just search up What a Croc 2003 TMNT cartoon. You'll find it. I'll also include a link in the show notes for you. And uh, let's go ahead and watch this thing together. So we will all click play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and click. It seems like we always end up in these whacked out situations. There's our monologue here. Now, I guess that's the 2003 version of Metalhead there. Metalhead, yeah. Yeah. Dang, he's a... He's whipping him. Yeah. They just need to pull the plug, eh? (laughs) He's attached to the wall. Man, Metalhead's got some moves. I know. He's no, uh... Clunking hunk of junk. He's no. There's Leatherhead in the background. I always liked in the um, Super Shredder, or not. Lord, listen, listen, not Super Shredder. The uh, Super Nintendo Turtles, Turtles in Time game. Mm-hmm. You could face off, or you could fight Metalhead. And he had that extending. Yeah, the like fist. extending a foot or whatever. Yeah, so that was great. <laughs> you fought him on the level uh, Alley Cat Blues, I believe. Yes, Alley Cat Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Technodrome. Let's kick yeah. Shell. <laughs> of course, I remember. Big Apple. 3 a.m. Yeah, Big Apple. <laughs> they probably just got one of the programmers to be like, hey, man, will you say this in the microphone real fast? I can't wait to have my own place again. I love April's design in the 2003 cartoon. I can still remember back yeah. So yeah, already different here. So the turtles they're sleeping in the sewer. I don't remember that happening in the uh, Leatherhead issue. Soon be out of here and you'll be back in your own room before you know it. Um, April, what are you doing with my Silver Sentry comics? Oh, Silver Sentry. That that's um. Uh, I think that's a nod to an earlier uh, issue or earlier episode where he was in that. Either that. I know for a fact it's in the 2003 cartoon. But I want to say it's either right before this or right after this that he shows up. Dang. Dude, Mikey's a lot bigger than he is in the comic. Yeah, no kidding. He's a thick turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, gang activity in New York. So, okay, so this is kind of similar in the sense that, because remember the turtles were fighting the Foot Clan that actually mm-hmm. led them to the sewer. It was a different part of the sewer they were used to and found that trap door, so. Kind of a different perspective for an opening. Yeah. Mikey, never sneak up on a turtle while he's welding. Hey, love what you've done with Yeah, I always heard that Peter Laird loved the voice of Donatello in the second movie, and I cannot remember the, the voice actor's name. Mm-hmm. But this Donatello from the 2003 series sounds similar to the Donatello from Secret of the Ooze, so I wonder if that was a. Active choice from from Peter Lair or not? Could have been, man. Uh, oh, look at that helmet, dude. Yeah, I know. Old school. Of course, it's Michelangelo going down there. 
<laughs> he remind he, he always reminds me of, like that kid on the football team that'll do anything. <laughs> hey, man, even though this. he knows even though he knows he's not supposed to, you know. <laughs> he's kinda like Eugene from Hey Arnold. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Michelangelo, he's diving down into the waters of the sewer here, and I can't remember why Donatello wanted this. So they're welding something here underwater. Ooh, nice shot. Mm-hmm. So we see this crocodile swimming by in the distance. Dude, I love the animation on this. Isn't it great? Yeah. I think this cartoon's aged very well. It's it's one of the finer examples of American animation. I mean, yeah. Like... Wow. So what do you think of his design? He looks very similar to the comic book. I like it. And you know that shot we saw at the beginning. I, I remember in the episode we read the comic, I said I thought he was going to be compared to, like, Killer Croc. But honestly, right. with that lab coat and everything he had, he reminds me more of, like, uh, the, the lizard? lizard man from, yes. from Spider-Man. Yes, I agree. Especially because he's intelligent, you know? Yeah. Which I really like that character. Yeah, I did too. Get a grip. Get a grip. Was this helmet filling up with water? Yeah, it is. Oh, look at that. Look at that eye shot. Oh, oh there's your man. eye shot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so this is definitely different. Definitely different. Because, of course, yeah. in the comic book, Michelangelo. But it is. It's cool that it happens to be Michelangelo again that discovers the uh, the whereabouts of Leatherhead in the comic. And then, sure enough, here, he's the one about to get attacked by Leatherhead for the first time. So Donatello's trying to pull Michelangelo out here. Hey, great shot. Now I wonder if there is a Leatherhead 2003 figure. I bet you there is. 2003. I bet there is, because it's, I mean, it's just, it's cool design, you know? Yes, it, oh, yes there is, and it looks awesome. You know, I gotta mention something, and I probably need to change this. I am watching this episode with blue blocker glasses on, so everything that's like uh, it's <laughs> everything has like a yellow tint to it. So I'm just gonna take these off. <laughs> I hope you can get to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries at all. Sleep yep, like a baby. I'm looking at the leatherhead figure right now. There's a huge ugly reptile in the sewers, and the specs on it looks really cool. And I'll prove it to you. I'm going back down there and find that thing. If you're serious. Those are the kind of figures that I liked when I was a kid. I didn't like the whole, like, cartoony. I wanted something that was, like, realistic and, like, you could pretend you were tearing things in half with. Yes, amen. Oh, and the, the, the tail had, a like, a wrecking ball attached to it that you could sling at somebody. Oh, wow. I wish I, wish I could zoom into this. Darn. Dude, that's a crazy-looking device. Yeah. So the turtles are diving down into the water to see if they can track whatever it is that's down there. Of course, we know it's Leatherhead. So as scared as he was, he's just going to die right... He is that kid on the football team who just <laughs> doesn't know when to say when. It's like, I almost got killed then. I want to see if it can happen now. <laughs> there he is again. Man. Man, it makes you wonder, makes you wonder why he's so angry. <laughs> well, yeah. you know... I hear that it's because, uh, at least Mama said, it's because he got all them teeth, no brush to brush them with. <laughs> Actually, my Mama didn't say that. 
She's smarter. She knows it's because of the alligators of Dula Abangada. Medula Abangada, I'm sorry. Gatorade. Check it out, guys. Big, dark, and scaly is living in our old lair. Okay, so he's living in their old lair. So he's he's already where they were at at the end of the comic, I guess. Oh, there's his lab coat. Oh, I love his glasses. Yep. You were right, my friend. So I wonder if he's still looking for the Utrams here. The remaining components. I did not imagine that voice. Now I can complete my task for you. Hmm. I like it though. I like it. As per our deal. Yeah, I have no complaints with it. Yeah. Um. I just imagine like Sean Connery or Stacy Keach or. Yeah. Child's play. <laughs> that'd be interesting. <laughs> it would. Tim Curry. Oh, that'd be great. Smashing. It is finished, my friend. Well, I was thinking Christopher Walken. Take it for a <laughs> uh, listen, uh... turtles. Uh, <laughs> the Ultrams. They. Uh... Wow. <laughs> you're talking. <laughs> What's that? Marlin, you're talking to my turtles all wrong here. <laughs> All right, so Leatherhead spots Michelangelo spying on him. Oh, man, he looks great. Oh, man, yeah, running on all fours. That's awesome. Yeah, busting through walls. He definitely looks pretty intimidating in this. And he's much, much bigger than the turtles here. He ain't even scared to get that lab coat wet. No! Yeah, gum. And let me tell you, as a scientist, that's a scary <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. So I kind of wish I had watched this earlier so I could figure out why their sewer is completely flooded out. They're old, they're old sewer layer. Mm -hmm. So now Michael's in a different runoff. He's in a different spot of the sewer here. <laughs> He's like, I think I lost him. No, I didn't. Dang. Took him right under. And I feel a commercial break coming on. There it is. And we're back. Brought to you by pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> pork chop sandwiches. Get the bleep out of my sewers. <laughs> Don't you know you're gonna die? Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Oh man, cool. Whipping the wall with his tail. Now that does remind me of Spider-Man a lot too, because if you remember on the cartoon, he had that tail whip, like in the intro. Yeah, yeah. And that's his um articulation in the figure. Oh, nice. I want to see how much those are going for. If they're cheap, I might pick one up while we're on air. But I am watching the cartoon, I promise. Ooh, <laughs> crushed Mikey again. Oh, no, man. I didn't mean you any harm. So Mikey's trying to talk leather and say, Look, man, I, I, I don't mean any harm to you. I am sorry. I just want to Sometimes hug. I get <laughs> Sometimes I get carried away. Oh, I like that vehicle. Ooh, Raph, bad move, buddy. Look, guys, a handbag with claws. Look, I guys, I wasted one of my size. Guys, wait. But I could get it back. Ooh. And of course, the action scenes in this series are top notch. They always yeah. are. I like how Leo's trying to punch him. 
did nothing to him. <laughs> in the arm, just like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the last episode with Savanti Romero where Donatello hits him on the toe. Toe, I was about to say, <laughs> send Donatello at him, send him the, the crushing blow. <laughs> the crushing blow. Hit him on the foot with your stick. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, yeah, I actually made that at the, as the intro clip of uh, the last episode. So when I post it tomorrow, you'll hear it. <laughs> oh, now he's dragging him down. Man, I'm really liking this adaptation so far. No Marlin here. Yeah. I think he's for another episode. But the turtles have Leatherhead pinned. But Michelangelo's like, no, 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 no. Let's talk to him. We get They're going to save Marlin until they want to turn Leatherhead babyface. <laughs> exactly. You may let go of me. It's a wise choice. Look how big he is. All right, Mikey. But <laughs> yeah, right. You may let go of me now. <laughs> I Knowing that I accept your truth, when you let me up, I'll crush your skulls. <laughs> I just want to know how they made lab coats that big. Well, he's a genius, man. Oh, he did it, yeah. I mean, you see, it is kind of stitched together there on the right shoulder. I think he had to, like, hunt down Andre the Giant's old wardrobe. That's right. And Andre the Giant never worked because that lab coat was probably too big for him, too. So it just sat back there. No place like home. My sentiments exactly. My sentiments exactly. You are familiar with the transmat? Then you know of the Utrom. Actually, the He's such a lovable dude. Back. He really is, really? especially when he has the glasses on. The Utrons are my family. It is a long story. I like how he's, you know, when, when there's a straight shot of him on, he looks like he's smiling. Mm-hmm. I assume that I began life See, with a new exotic pet. I thought when he first said Utrons, it was going to be like the the leather dread, like you you did, you know, where the Utrons, man. Yeah, where the Utrons, man. Where the Utrons. <laughs> Somebody spilled the ooze on me. Who deemed me worthy of further observation. Oh, this is cute. Oh, yeah. Get, oh. oh, there's the ooze. I was accidentally exposed to a mutagen the Utrams had created. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they talked about how in Australia you can buy ooze pizza now. Like they have green oh, ranch yeah. dressings. Yeah, at uh, Pizza Hut. You can order yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I wish they do that over here. I was happy then it would truly I, feel like we're back in the 1990s again. I don't think because, I need it. <laughs> because I remember Pizza Hut. I'll never forget my first experience playing the 1989 arcade cabinet. It was at Pizza Hut Lobby in Gloucester uh -huh. City. And I remember they were promoting the movie, the original movie. Um, uh -huh. and they had something that came with it. Uh, what, that you could order like a personal pan you could get like a coupon for the movie I but don't remember I what it was but I do remember specifically asking kids my once again. Uh, if they would play Ninja Turtles with me like I'd oh, go up to their table and, and find <laughs> another kid that was my age and be like you wanna play you could tell the parents like oh no maybe after we're done <laughs> I just can't believe my parents a, let me do that they had a Castlevania cabinet at, uh, it was like a flat cabinet that you looked really? down at it was like a table yeah Oh, wow. And it had four different games, so whichever side you sat on was the side of the game that you, you chose. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Leatherhead, my friend. Oh, well, look at this. Is this a Baxter Stockman Utrom here? It was these turtles who sabotaged the TCRI building. It was these turtles who destroyed the Gosh, I love this show. You know what we should do, Kirkland? 
We what? should go through like if we if we decide to do eras, we should go through every episode of the GSD cartoon. That'd be fine with me. I, I yeah. mean, honestly, I'm going to end up watching it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And they're all on YouTube. It'd be very easy to get to. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And I honestly haven't seen every single episode. Like the uh, the flash forward or fast forward season. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've watched most of that. Because I was um, pretty far in college, and it just got crazier and crazier. So, oh my gosh, wow, Metalhead is a Zord. <laughs> Metalhead is a Megazord. Oh my gosh, that looks cool. He's scanning him. Nope, you didn't steal anything. Oh, he's doing the bring it. Look at that, he was sizing him up. Once I like again. that shot. Yeah. It's simple silhouette, I like that. Oh, man. Golly. Look at him scanning these. It's like, almost yeah. like he's scanning their weaknesses. Like, okay, I know how to attack. And he's beating them with their own weapons. Oh, that's cool. Maybe the back to Stockman. Yeah, so I think... Pretty sweet enemy. It's a pretty strong device. It's like I can design a robot that can beat every one of you at your own game. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I like the piano too. Yeah, me too. That robot knows exactly what we're gonna do before we do it. Okay, so I'm looking at the. Uh... 2004 TMNT Leatherhead figure. Um, looks like they're going for about loose about 20. I see one inbox for 40 on eBay. And the original Leatherhead, wow, inbox. Wow, $275. Ooh. Yeah, I'd imagine. I can't imagine oh. all that high. Oh, nice. Do you see what they're doing here? They're switching up their weapons, so Rath's ah, using nice. the katana fighting style. Cut off one of Metalhead's arms. That's awesome. I like that. That's a really cool uh, idea there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not the way to get ahead in life. Oh. But Toshima Sigoshi Roboloft. I'm going to say you thought that was a good joke. You are incredible, Rob Lobster. <laughs> It's mainly due to my limited vocabulary. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> Gosh, I do like the design of the U-Trons. They do look different from the uh, comics, yeah. but I like it. Oh, they cut that out of the comic. Yeah, so he... So Baxter Stockman's not a neutron then. No, Oh, well, I guess... maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe it's Stockman. Well, it's, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's, yeah. it's Stockman's head in there. So I guess maybe Leatherhead sees him as a traitor because he worked with Shredder. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm wondering if... Oh, okay. So yeah, it's definitely different here. So the, the walls are caving in now that Leatherhead knocked out an explosive over. And he's holding the ceiling up to save the turtles. If I do not have the transmat, if I cannot be with the Ultrons, then life 
The captions on this, if I cannot be with you drums, <laughs> then life is slathering. So <laughs> exactly what they meant. So he calls, ah, oh, this is touching here. Yeah. So Leatherhead, he decides to sacrifice himself to save the turtles. And he even calls Michelangelo a friend. I like that. Man, I hope that's not in him, because I really like that character. Me too. Such a loyal friend. Well, they got over that. They got over that real quick. I was gonna say. Well, once again, they're walking away as another major <laughs> character dies. <laughs> well, let's go home. Do we have to have rap with us? And that's how the episode ends. Wow. So okay. Overall, I really liked it. I love the additions. Love the design of Leatherhead. Um, love the different spin. They completely cut Marlin out of this and did their own yeah. take on it. Um, but it worked, and the fight scenes, fantastic. So. Uh, yeah, I really, I really thought this was great. What about you, man? I liked it. I mean, um, you know, two different things. I thought it would be more similar to the comic, but, you know, I'm kind of glad it's not. It's, you know, they're, they're both their own thing. And when I kind of looked into this, I thought it would be more similar to the comics because of Leatherhead's origin, you know. So the origin was kind of similar there. Um, and it was very short and to the point, kind of like in the comic. Um, and Leatherhead ended up being a pretty cool dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I really liked it. I loved the design, uh, the color scheme, uh, both behind blue blockers and not behind blue blockers. I really liked <laughs> The animation was uh, top-notch. I mean, I really liked that 03-style animation. Like, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, like, it's... I'm sure I did. It's it, it reminds me a lot of Jackie Chan Adventures and, like, those cartoons that mm -hmm. were on back then. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not like, you know, it's a completely different thing from, like, the anime I'm used to watching. It's, it's an American cartoon. Yeah. And it's it's like a completely different art style, but it's I really like it. I think it's a great example of it. And I'm thinking everything's most of the stuff's hand drawn there. Uh, I, don't, I didn't see much CG. No, no, and, and, and there are times where they do add CG, and it's pretty noticeable. Um, and then there's times where they do it, and it's it's kind of it does somehow still seem to fit. It doesn't seem so jarring. But yeah, this I remember one, the Red King episode. Yeah, yeah, and, and this time. I don't remember seeing any CG that I that was jarring if there was any. So, yeah. dude, I really appreciate gorgeous. that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. So yeah, this was another solid one from the 2003 uh, uh, cartoon, and this is uh, about halfway through the second season. So I have a gut feeling this isn't the last time we're going to see Leatherhead in the 2003 show. Um, so hey, just more to look forward to. And hey, I might actually well if I can find that figure for about half that price maybe one day i'll uh pick it up <laughs> oh and by the way my first encounter with leatherhead the first time i ever saw him as a figure was i uh, kirk you've probably never seen this and i've talked about this a million times on turtle flakes but there was a sewer hockey play set um by playmates of the ninja turtles and some of the villains and leatherhead was one of the villains and he held a little hockey stick that was the first time I ever saw him. One of my good buddies had that sewer playset thing. And I was like, who's this alligator guy holding a hockey stick? I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I'd find out later on. That's Leatherhead. So, nice. I still don't have that hockey set. Yeah, my first encounter with him was getting beat up by him on a train in Turtles in Time. Because I was oh, a kid and I was right. really yeah. bad at games. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was in both, wasn't he? Wasn't he in the Super Nintendo and the Sega 
version. I think he was the Hopperstone Heist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Well, I don't think, though, that he was on the train. Yeah, I cannot remember. Yeah. Could be mistaken, because you take, like, a boat over, like, the ocean to a cave, and then you fight, like, this gauntlet-style fight, and the Shredder fight's pretty similar. They both, like the dude was saying, Top Hat Gaming was saying, they both look like Kevin Nash, and their quads <laughs> give out, and, you know, all that, so. That's the uh, Game Genie cheat. <laughs> and, you know, real quick, one thing I forgot to mention about that in that video talked about um, tournament fighters and dude until like a couple weeks ago I did not know that you could even fight Karai on that game I knew I always thought that the Rat King was the last boss I didn't know you could fight Karai and I definitely didn't know that you could be Karai which which version you talk about the Sega one or there's both like in in the Super Nintendo Karai's kind of androgynous so at the time I would have been like who's this dude Karai Um, (laughs) but um I guess in the in the Sega version, she's like a lot more feminine. But um, I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know that the Sega version was all that different. But man, it's like way different. Oh yeah, and then the Nintendo version, yeah, that was a late NES release. Yeah, and I I kind of like the the little thing where they had like the ball where you had to pick up the ball to do the special move, yes. and like if you got hit while you had it, you dropped it. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, I actually picked up the the Tournament Fighters one not that long ago, just a couple years ago. A buddy, I think it was a friend of Turtle Flights, a friend of the show, donated it. <laughs> just flat out, he would not take money for it. And, uh, man, it just blew my mind because I always loved some of those later NES releases because they were really trying to max out everything they could out of that system. Um, and just it's so fascinating to see what designers can do with such a limited uh I don't know, interface, but they made it work. It's a gorgeous game. You know, really hard game though. Go ahead. I remember the day that you told me about that at school. We were on the football field. Yeah, it was during recess and we were on the football field and you're like, I don't remember who you said it was, but you're like, yeah, he gave me this copy of uh, Tournament Fighters. And I'm like, dude, I have that game. You can have it. And you're like, no, no, no. It's the NES version. This came out at like the end of its life cycle and it's, you know, it's so much more rare and everything. I'm like, Really? I didn't even know they made it for Nintendo, you know? Yeah, I I don't think I did originally either, and then I, I went back and, and saw it. Um, I don't remember when I found out, but... Oh, oh, you know, it was back in the emulator days, you know, the early 2000s, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I had emulated, and I was like, what is this? And I found out that way that they did have that game. Yeah, but it goes for a pretty penny. It's like 75 to 80 maybe even close to $100 to, to wow. just get it loose. So, really, really cool. But yeah, man, uh, I guess that's that's it for this particular episode. The next one we're probably going to watch is either going to be the return of Svante Romero or maybe the Marlin episode. We, we haven't decided yet, but we'll definitely be returning to the 2003 cartoon to finish up the first volume of the Tales of the TMNT books before we move on to volume two. So guys, thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you for... You know, all the, the feedback we've received. Oh, that reminds me. I almost forgot, Kirkland. We did get an email. Cool. From my good buddy, Keith McGuffey. Now, Keith, you probably know that name there, Kirkland. He is a co-host of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, super nice guy. Actually, that whole crew, the super nice guys. But anyways, Keith sent us an email because remember when we had a question about the foot soldier that had like the little skull thought? Yes, yes. So he answers that for us. Keith's kind enough to answer that. So He goes, Hi, Robin Kirkland. First of all, 
First off, as always, amazing podcast. Really digging Turtle Tales Radio. Thanks, man. Uh, you mentioned in your review of Leatherhead the foot soldier with a skull for dialogue and wondering what that meant. It sounds like you're reading the color classics, but the, in the original printing, that foot soldier is being shot. See image below. And yeah, I think Ooh. they did cut that from uh, the color classics, or maybe I just missed it, but I don't remember him being shot. Um, he says, I wonder if that was edited by IDW. More importantly, I think the Skull dialogue is a nod to Stan Sakai of the Usagi Ojimbo fame. When characters die in Usagi, they give a word bubble with a skull. I didn't know that. Yeah, this ha- this even happens in the Nickelodeon TMNT episodes with Usagi's um, Usagi Tales number 6 came out with the same month as Usagi 10, uh, which featured a crossover with Leonardo drawn by Peter Laird. Uh, perhaps a coincidence? Perhaps not. Thanks and keep up the great work. Keith McGuffey. Wow. Thank you so much, Keith. Keith uh, is the man. Thanks for that, man. And I'll tell you what, man. You guys, you power trio, keep ro- keep rocking your show, and I'll keep listening. Absolutely. Love Great show. show. Yes. Yeah, Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was the other one I was going to say at the beginning of the show. I listened to their last episode. Um, they're covering some cartoon episodes in Season 3 now. And I know Fifty Foot Irma was one of them. There was a, there was a couple of others, but their their reviews are hilarious. And I love how each one of them is like assigned an episode, and they they summarize it uh, individually yeah. and then talk about it together. Great format. That's probably the thing that that really stood out to me when I first when the first episode I listened to. And there were the Return of the Technodrome, I believe, was one of the episodes on there. Mm-hmm. I really liked that how they do that, and it's it's like right to the point. And then they all get their take on it, and it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, really solid guys. Awesome. Somebody can talk on one of them on there can talk pretty like they can emulate a cat's voice pretty well too. <laughs> oh, I, I forget who that was. That that sounds like I bet you that's Mike. I bet you that's him. <laughs> all right, so guys, I think that's all we have for today. I feel like I'm forgetting something, or I was supposed to mention something else. But see, here's what happens with me, Kirkland. I have all these big ideas, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make sure I mention it on the show. And then you talk to me, and your IQ gets dragged down about no, 15 points. No, no, no. It was already way before that. It was <laughs> – you're good. No, I, I I forget to write it all down, so it's gone. Yeah, yeah so. I have to write everything down, man. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will forget literally – oh, my gosh. I'll forget my keys while I'm driving to work. <laughs> uh, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. So, guys, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtletalesradio at gmail.com. Please keep the emails coming. Or you can give us a call. No one has called us in a while. Uh, we're lonely. We, we need a phone call. So the TurtleCom hotline is 865-309-4875. You can always give us a call there. And we are on Twitter at TurtleTalesShow, and I am on Instagram at TurtlePodRob. Love to connect with you there. And as always, an iTunes review really does help out the show. Thank you for the ones who have taken time out of their day to, to write us a review. Just please know that it really does mean a lot to us. And it doesn't have to be a five-star. If you think we're terrible, tell us why. Okay. Yeah, it's if okay. you want me kicked off, you let us know. And Get out of here. Get out of here. By the way, by the way, buddy. I'll hey. act like I'm a different person. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, you... Oh, I... You you know instead of well I mean not instead of but like not all podcasting platforms allow you to review so like if you're listening on Spotify or something a share like maybe on your Facebook wall or something would um, if it's not too much to ask that would that would really go a long way to help us out oh absolutely absolutely guys yeah just to help spread the word you know we're 
we're a pretty new show, um, you know, a little spinoff of Turtle Flakes and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun to do this. And it's, it's been definitely so much more fun with co-hosts, with, with people to talk to. I still will do like a solo show every now and then, but I've noticed that's a lot more work. I I like doing it every now and then. It's the the nice thing is it's just kind of if I have this random whim and I just want to hop on for ten minutes and talk, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot more fun, obviously, just hanging with you, buddy, and and just talking turtles. So I really really appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, look really excited to cover a lot more stuff with you here in the very near future, man. Same here, man. Same here. Well, Kirkland, my good man, my partner in Israel crime, the question we all want to know is, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tuber episode of Turtle Tales Radio, my friend? Oh, pizza time, pizza time. Uh, <laughs> did not. I don't know, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's do, um, I'm feeling, this was, this, this episode was, uh. It was uh, all hand-drawn, so it was kind of one of them old school. It, it, it uh, held up pretty well. It's solid. Let's just do a... Plain cheese? I know, man. I'm, I, this is a good episode. we gotta we got to spice it up a little bit. I, I mean, know. but we can't go overboard with the exotic stuff. So I'm thinking, I don't know, like olives? Ah, you, okay. How about, how, like about, olives. how about like green olives? You ever had that Ooh. on a pizza? I don't know if I've ever. I've always had the black olives. I don't. Know okay, we can do black. I, I don't care. I'm 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 colorblind. I don't care. We can do black. Uh, <laughs> the green olives are a bit stronger though. Um, well, you got the blue do, blockers on there. Blue olives, eh? I tell you what. Let's just do both types of olives, and let's get some mushrooms. And uh, what kind of meat you want? Oh man, you know, let's go for shrimp. Let's, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's not exotic at all on a pizza. Let's go for shrimp. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's his first word that came into my mind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you again for the feedback we received this week. And uh, and as always, my friends, here's to hope you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy a mega slice of green olive, black olive, shrimp, and there was something else. Mushroom? Pizza? Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. All right, Calabunga dudes. Oh, yes, I'm in side. Say that time, eh? That's uh, the formal or good night. Ah. <laughs> you know, but you know. I got- I- Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You no, no. You, uh, no, you, you go first. ahead. Uh, no, okay, no, 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 well. no, no, no. I insist. I insist. Oh. Hey there, boy. It's more time. <laughs> oh, I never know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, oh man, you'll get a you'll get a kick out of this. So, I forgot to mention this on the show, but I got um, I support uh, Ben Bishop's. He's got like a it's called the, the Bish Box. Which is basically mm-hmm. like, you know, I pay this monthly thing throughout the year, and quarterly we get these boxes. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah, he does, like, custom commissions. He does really cool artwork and prints of, you know, some of his work in the Turtles comics and stuff. Uh-huh. So, anyways, he did a hand-drawn version of the Turtles with the Power Rangers. So, it's Wow, yeah, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'll send you a picture of it when we're done. It's, it's sweet. sweet. Yeah, he's he's the guy that's he's the artist in the last Ronin, right? He's one of the big yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah, he's the one sweet. that does all the flashbacks. 
Yeah, okay, sweet, man. Yeah, super nice guy. It's, it, it's amazing. I just got it today, uh, like an hour, probably about an hour ago, right before we recorded. So, Come on, man. I'm, I'm giddy. <laughs> I'd imagine. I've been spoiled lately. <laughs> um, there's this pretty cool show that I just started listening to over spring break. And it popped up on my YouTube, but I looked them up and they're on Spotify. And it's called State of the Arc Podcast. And it talks about story arcs of video games. And they were doing like shorter segments. Dude, they went and they did a five part, like a 12 hour series on Final Fantasy VIII. And they mainly focused on the production and the storyline. And like it really cleared up a lot of, I mean, they, they went, they did a very thorough job. Cause you know, there's all these theories out here about how like Squall's dead and in a coma and all this stuff. And they really like cleared up as to why a lot of those theories probably aren't true and what's actually happening in the story and like how a lot of the mechanics in the game, like there's a mechanic called time compression where a sorcerer is just trying to compress all time into into uh, one spot to where she can live on, you know, and it's like they really explained that and like they had a lot of uh, um, interesting ideas behind that. And I was like, I can't believe I would listen to a two-hour episode on Final Fantasy VIII, you know? <laughs> um, I liked the game, but I was never, like, in love with it, you know? Yeah. Um, That's fascinating stuff. I mean, it's all in how it's presented, and, and, you know, quality definitely does pay off in any podcast, so that's... That's awesome. I mean, I'll put it this way. They did such a good job that I'm kind of hoping that there's a remake that comes out. Um, because Man, I, I think I there's... I think there's a lot of potential in that. Buddy, I, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. You know, well, I, I mean, it's really truth. appreciate it. It's the truth, man. Well, thanks, man. I, I mean, honestly, this whole year's, you know, not to get too far into it, but I mean, I, you and I have talked about it a lot. This whole year has. And I'm sure it's been the same exact way for you. It's just, it's just been a struggle. Um, really questioning whether I made, I made the right decision. Um, feeling really out of my element doing what I'm doing right now. But, um, you know, stuff like that. Stuff like that really kind of keeps you going for a while. You know, knowing that somebody sees something in you and it inspires them. And, man, that, that, that's, that's you inspire me. You know, no, it, are you kidding me? You have no idea how much you inspire you me. You know, speaking of inspiring people, a lot of the kids in the class today, they, um, a lot of the kids you had, um, I mean, you can edit out the names or whatever, but, um, like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, all, they were all like, I'll say hi to Mr. Luther for me. Can, can we write, and they were like, can we write him a letter <laughs> and you give it to him? I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not physically there with him, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, they were, they were all like, yeah, let's write a letter and give it to them. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Like, you mentioned those names, and, oh, I kind of, it sounds bad, but I, like, I didn't forget about them, but I just hadn't thought of them in a while. Right. And, oh, just to hear them, it brings a big smile to my face. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but, and I hear you've been having a great year. I mean, as far as building rapport with the kids and everything, and, it's and now you got your... Better, yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm glad things are kind of coming together for you. I have no idea. Like, I've done no planning for today's episode. <laughs> so, 
So I figured we could just hit the ground running with it if you want. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool, cool. Well, yeah, I've, I've got, um, I've got, uh, I have a few reviews that I did because um, I have two weeks, you know. Um, I haven't that's done right. two. I've done, I've only done like one or two this week, but I haven't think like four last week, and I won't. They won't be long. I mean, um, great, great. Yeah, and I got a couple slices of pizza I can give out to some buddies on Instagram. I did, I did listen to a few podcasts, so hopefully when you talk about those, I can kind of add a little bit. And then um, here's something I wanted to run by you. They have, I, I Google searched it, there's a Savanti Romero uh, 2003 cartoon episode. So mm-hmm. do you want to do 1 o'clock today, or do you want to do that one today? Or we'll do whatever me. you want to do, man. What, no whatever way. you want to do. Don't do that to me. You, you got to decide. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you decide. <laughs> no <dude>. way. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're the Batman. I'm the Robin. You, no way. Gosh, no way. I'm more like, um, you remember Batfink? Do you remember that from? Uh... <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I, I oh, think that was a thing. It was on Nickelodeon back in the day. He was like a spoof Batman. I think it was a mouse. Who knows? I can't remember now. But I remember the tick. Oh, the tick. Yes. Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I I guess we can just do what a croc then. Sounds good okay. to me. That's fine. We'll, we'll do, do Savant Savant and Murray next time. Yeah, that's cool. And then yeah, maybe after we record today, um, we could talk about. I, I got a couple ideas I wanted to run by you um, that we could uh, kind of see if you know the pros and cons of it, and see where we want to go with the show after this. Absolutely. Cool. All right, man. Let's do this. We've been recording for a while, so we'll hit it hard. All right. Oh, by the way, one last thing I do want to say. Have you watched the WWE Hall of Fame? I haven't. I heard Kane got inducted. Yeah, Kane. And um, I haven't seen all of them. I just saw the, the 2021, the beginning of it. And RVD got in there. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. him. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I, I, I would I have imagined that he would have already been in there, you know? Yeah, me too. Mr. And Monday Night. One. Yeah, exactly. And another one was British Bulldog. I thought he I thought he would have been in there for a while too, but I guess not. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Loved RVD. What of a guide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. Here we go. <clears throat> 